Let me ask you a question. Do you have a deep knowing that you're only just scratching the surface of where you're capable of taking your business growth? Are you successful but have some invisible hurdles that are slowing you down? Business growth comes from creating and implementing strategies and frameworks, but strategies and frameworks on their own will not take you to the level I know you desire and are capable of. Living in alignment with your unique human design will help you to attract the abundance you are ready for. And I've just created a free guide to help you understand your unique human design blueprint. It's called the Human Design Advantage, and you can get your copy over at samanthariley.global forward slash advantage. Systems give you freedom. That's the reason that 99% of people want to be in business. They want the freedom to work on their terms. Well, systems give you that. As you scale your business and as you bring other people in to do areas of specialization that you either can't do, that's when systems become critically important in documenting how so that we get that repeatable process. My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for coaches, course creators, and experts who want to grow their influence, income, and impact to take their coaching business to a million dollars and beyond. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life inside and out. Create the influence, income and impact you need to build your business so you can create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your Thursday co-host, Samantha Riley, and welcoming back my Thursday co-host that's been on an absence of leave, Tim Hyde. How are you, Tim? Better. Mostly better. Mostly better. Yes, your absence of leave wasn't exactly a holiday, was it? <laughs> yeah, well, not look, not a planned absence of leave. I, um, uh, as of yesterday, I found out I don't have COVID, but I've had something which has uh, probably made me almost as sick as I've ever been, actually. And uh, mm. certainly for the last couple of weeks, um, I've uh, I've barely made it off the couch. Uh, I've exhausted all of my favourite Netflix shows. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's good to be good to be up and about and feeling mostly better, mostly better. Yes, you definitely. Considering uh, some of the video footage I've seen of you and the few phone calls we had, just touching base a couple of times, you are whilst not well, definitely better than you have been. So, and we've missed yeah. you. Yeah, well, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. I, you know, I do love being part of the uh, Thursday episode of Influence by Design. And we've got a we've got a really interesting topic, a little bit inspired by my unplanned absence from both podcast and business today. Absolutely. Today we're going to be talking about preparing for the unknown. And I think this is a really important topic because things are always going to happen, whether it's sickness, whether it's accidents, family emergencies, they are always going to be there. So it's not about managing to not have them. It's about how are you going to manage when these things happen? And I think, yes, because because this has just uh, happened to you in your business, Tim, over the last couple of weeks, we thought, what a great topic to talk about, or quite timely. Yeah, well, I think this is one of these things, you know, obviously over the last couple of years, people have been dealing with, you know, global pandemic and stuff like that. But mostly the owners of those businesses have still been in to drive them 
And, uh, you know, whilst I was unwell, I, I reread uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is a, a book that I'm trying to get my son to read as well. And, um, you know, when Kiyosaki talks about his four cash flow quadrants and that, you go from having a job to owning a job. And there's this big transition, I think, for us as business owners, go from owning a job to owning a business. And that's mm. really what we want to talk about today is, you know, how do we make this transition? What are the what are the steps? Where are the areas of that we need to focus to move from having a job, or oh, sorry, owning a job where you're the business owner, but you know, if, if you're not in it, everything stops, to owning a business where you can take time out for planned or unplanned absence. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. So we've well, first off, before we even start. What are some of the things that happened when you stepped out of your business rather abruptly? Some of the things that uh, happened and how, I guess, like what was the outcome of what happened, whether it was good or bad? Yeah, look, great question, Sam. I think um, the things that I've noticed, uh, and it's, it's been, you know, it's it's been almost 20 days that I've, I've had to sort of step out. And, and some of the things that I've looked at and, and we talk about, you know, in terms of our culture inside the business of stepping into someone's shoes if you see an opportunity to go in and help. Uh, and we reinforce, you know, we reinforce this almost every team meeting as we've, we've spoken about before. But in practice, that's probably not happened the way I was hoping it would happen. Mm. And I think it's only when we put these things to stress that we discover, well, who's actually going to step up if something happens mm. here, right? As the sales guy in my business, strangely enough, there were no sales happening over the last 20-odd days. Uh, and that's something that I need to address going forward that says, if I'm not there, who is the person who's got the skills to be able to step into a sales role or do we just push mm-hmm. them all back again? Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got to remember that our business has this life cycle. Whenever we start, whenever we win a client, it's the third day we start to lose them. So clients will always drop off the other end through no fault of our own. They'll always mm-hmm. drop off. And if we're having this extended absence where we're not bringing new clients in mm. for whatever reason, the business will naturally go into this state of attrition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And certainly that was something that I noticed because I wasn't driving, you know, me as the sales guy wasn't driving sales, I hadn't necessarily equipped the rest of my team to step into that sales role to keep the business running without me mm, mm. In, in that part of the thing. So that's something that's something I noticed. Pleasingly, a lot of the other systems we had actually worked really well. So, you know, we were still communicating with clients on a regular basis. We're still delivering product to our clients. Um, and so that, you know, that's something that actually worked really well. And it's something I know you and I have spoken about in your business as well. It's something I've been focused on over the last 12 months is what does our delivery process look like mm. so that mm-hmm. I don't have to be the one doing it? And mm-hmm. I think there's this, there's this definite transition as we grow our business from, you know, just you, you know, dear listener, as, uh, you know, the sole operator of your business to having a team that delivers, you know, part or all of the products and services that your business delivers to clients. Totally, totally. Love it. All right, let's dive into the, I guess, the three areas that we think that you need to start to 
pay attention to, start to have a look at, start to dive into a little bit and, and start to think what would happen? What would happen if I was a, had to take a, an absence of leave for my business? Um, so, and the first of those is not surprisingly systems. Systems are, I think, the lifeblood of any business just as much as cash flow is. Look, I, I completely agree. Um, systems is a very unsexy. Right, See, we- I think it's really sexy. Okay, because, no, I I know, let me tell you why. Let me right, tell you why. Because systems give you freedom. That's the reason that 99% of people want to be in business. They want the freedom to work on their terms. Well, yeah. systems give you that. Yeah, look at that. Like, like, I, I totally agree with you on, on that front. Where I, where I see people not implement systems very well is particularly early on in your business where you're the, the sole operator. Then the need for systems isn't as strong because you're the person who does it. Right? If you need to knock up a, a Canva template, well, you just get into Canva and you knock mm-hmm, it up. Right? Mm-hmm. If you need to mm-hmm. uh, write a post and put it on LinkedIn, you know, you just write the post and you put it on LinkedIn. It's just done right? because all the system is in your head about how you do things. Now, the interesting thing, I think, for systems is as you scale your business, and as you bring other people in to do areas of specialization that you either can't do, shouldn't do, right, or don't want mm-hmm. to do, mm-hmm. that's when systems become comes critically important in documenting how so that we get that repeatable process, mm-hmm. right, in the way that you would do it with all of your genius, you know, sprinkled on top like fairy dust. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> let's let's make sure that we sprinkle lots of fairy dust. Um, all right. Well, let's look at the the areas for systems, and um, we've chunked up. These are just five big rocks of systems um, that we would look at in our business. Uh, and the first one is delivery. Um, I think that this is. It can be one of the easiest to have looked after and it also can be one of the hardest it depends on the person but i find that that delivery is one of those things that can make or break someone with their systems here yeah i i, I would agree sam and i think this is an area where if you don't get this bit right it's probably the easiest and, and first place that you might outsource i think if you don't get this part right this is the bit that's either going to make or break your your business because mm-hmm. if you can't deliver your products and services mm-hmm. without you, right, your clients will very will not be patient for very long, and they will exit not in droves like exactly. you know, rats from a sinking ship. Um, if you cannot deliver what you promised to deliver, other mm-hmm. areas like marketing and sales, and yes, you could probably go for a little bit without those things, but certainly delivery. I think if you get your systems around delivery right, you can run much longer than you can that if you don't have this part of your business working well. Exactly, exactly. So we've got systems. Number one is delivery. We've got marketing, which you just mentioned, Tim, Uh, sales, operations, and retention. Now, retention is something that we popped there on the end, but I think it's probably important to note that that one's not as important if we're taking a a short stint out of our business. Yeah. But at the same time, we should think about well, what would this system need to look like long-term just in case. 
Yeah, and that's why we that's why we think you know delivery in this case is the most important one because if you can't deliver, your clients will exit very fast, right? Um, your marketing and sales obviously is about bringing on new clients, and that needs mm-hmm. to happen. But if you went for a week or two weeks without putting a post on Facebook or running an ad or having a sales call, as long as you're not losing clients, you're probably still in a pretty good position. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, your operation that's all around uh, your bookkeeping, your onboarding and training of staff, your exiting of staff, your, you know, those kinds of things, your team meetings. Again, you can probably run for a short period of time without those systems, mm-hmm. but certainly the longer you're going without that, the more trouble you're going to have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And retention, obviously, if it's long-term, that's definitely definitely a big system that, that needs to be addressed. Yeah. So systems is the first big rock. Um, second one's technology. Yeah, I think and this is where uh, we look at, you know, what underpins our systems. Um, mm-hmm. When you can write stuff down all you want, but technology is a massive leverage player in your mm-hmm. business. It allows mm-hmm. you to do significantly more than you would otherwise do for the same, I guess, application of force. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, your CRM is, is, is obviously an important system. Your accounting platform is an obviously important system. Um, when we've got, you know, when we've got the technology working well, the pieces interrelate with each other and you can do one thing which then triggers several eight, you know, several other systems. I'm going to say seven or eight, but several other actions as a result of that one trigger event. Totally. Well, let's just break that down for just one moment because you said just a little while ago that, you know, you could get away for a little while without marketing and sales, and that is absolutely correct. But if you were using technology, you had your CRM set up, uh, you had your social media scheduled for the month, it's actually completely possible that you have your marketing going out, you've got your CRM delivering and, and nurturing your leads, and you've got those leads booking into your calendar. Now, you may need to reschedule some of them if you don't have someone to be able to take those sales calls, but if they're already in your calendar, then it's possible that they just need to be jostled around a little bit. And that's the beauty of having the technology or, the, I guess, the technology implementing, you know, what, what the systems are. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, ironically, you should say that, Sam. I've just been, this morning, I was working with one of my clients where a lot of our current focus is around the maturity of managing their sales pipeline. Right? So we're using the technology to give visibility about where all their opportunities are. Whereas previously, you know, they just, it was all sort of stored in someone's memory. So, you know, an inquiry would come in and you'd flick an email out to say, thanks very much for an inquiry. Um, but whilst you're trying to store it in your memory rather than seeing it on a sort of visual sales pipeline, um, they're not really sure where things are up to and whether things are falling through the cracks and that sort of stuff as well. And so now we've got a system, you know, we've got using this technology to now see, capture all of the leads that come in, know where all of them are up to in our, in our customer journey and actually using, in this case, automation to bring some of those opportunities to the forefront if they've exceeded, you know, an allowed time frame. So mm-hmm. if something's been responded to but we haven't heard back from the customer within seven days, it now comes up with a red flag to say, 
they haven't replied for seven days. You know, we need to follow up with this one. So we're using the technology to systemize and stay on top of what that sales pipeline now looks like. Mm. So we can already see that these two things, and with the third one that we're going to talk about in just a moment, whilst they're all separate, they're, it's actually quite holistic. They all come together and one of them doesn't work without the other. They all, you know, you need to bring all three parts of these in. And we need to be able to bring all of these pieces together to have it working like a machine. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the last one is probably, maybe, could be, potentially the most important one. And that's I think people. this is. <laughs> yes, yeah, people. I'm a tech guy. I've got to, I've got to throw my hat and bring for the tech, right? <laughs> but uh, we need people. We ultimately need people. And your business can only scale so far without you, right, without people to go and execute uh, you know, key human interaction points. Mm-hmm. And in any good system, as much as I love tech, has a point of human interaction. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think that's where we need to look at how do we bring on the right people? How do we um, equip and enable them to, you know, deliver not just their role but potentially, you know, back up other people in the business as well mm-hmm. like you if you're not in the business. A hundred percent. I think that this is almost like when something happens, this is like the very first point um, of, you know, kicking things off is that you need to, if something happens, you need to be able to communicate with a person, with a team member and saying, this is what's happening. Now we need to, you know, we need to roll out these other damage control things or pay attention, but the communication to the team member and then um, if needed communication to the clients, I think that's almost like the very first thing that has to happen. And from there, that's when the people come together and using the systems and technology, they keep things moving. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even if, even if you know, the only, the only instruction that you need to you know, say is execute Delta protocol. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly what was in my head too. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it's gonna, whatever it's gonna be called, but that's the protocol that the, the team now fall into because you know you're taking an exit and they know exactly what that Delta protocol or you know System ninety one or whatever that they're yeah. going to go and execute and what they're going to execute as a result of you not being part of that business. Totally. So I think the the Uh, something that you and I thought was most important is if you don't have people, you need to get people. That's definitely, you have to have people to grow. You need to have people to scale. And like you said, Tim, there's so much talk about systems and technology and yes, we need them, but they work in conjunction with people. So that's, it's, you know, it's an absolute must in your business. Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully you won't need to prepare for anything major, but you will need to prepare for something that's unknown because it will happen. Even if you're only out for one or two days and you're and you're not well, let's hope that's the, the worst thing that happens. But yeah, get your systems in place, get your technology in place, get your people in place, get your Delta protocols sorted. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to think of a name for ours now. <laughs> yeah. But Delta, yeah, definitely. I've just I've just tried back Delta Protocol. <laughs> yeah, no one needs to Google that. That that just completely came out of thin air. That's actually not a real thing. But you know, put put all of these things in place just in case. So if you've enjoyed today's episode, please share this with the people in your world that know that you know would get value from this episode. And if you're on your phone, just scroll straight to the top and hit the three little dots and follow the podcast so that you will be notified every time another episode drops. Tim, thanks so much for joining me again today. I'm so glad that you're on the mend. Thank you, Sam. It's good, to, as I said, good to be back and uh, looking forward to next week's episode as well. Absolutely. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care. Ciao. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other coaches and experts who are growing and scaling their business too, come and join the Coaches Course Creators and Speakers group on Facebook. The links are all waiting for you over at samanthariley.global.